Get right to our next guest. Daniel I is with us, CFA, CIO at Fort Pitt Capital Group. Daniel, thank you so much for being with us. I just mentioned the word inflation, and that is what Jay Powell and the team there, is, you know, really need to battle. And of course, they're in a quiet period. But in his words, he said it is absolutely essential to tame inflation. So we know it's surging and it's coming. So now what? <laughs> Well, I think um, you know this is an environment where you know investors need to to be you know selective, and um, you know I think you want to focus on on companies that have you know have firm firm pricing power to to offset you know the inflationary pressures that that we're seeing out there. So that being said, at this point now, the consumer must be, I mean, the consumer certainly feels it, but the consumer must be feeling a little downtrodden, at least in some ways, because when they go to the pump or they go to the grocery store or they pay insurance or try and buy a plane ticket, whatever, everything is higher. Um, that doesn't mean it's all, you know, left for naught. There, there are things to do and things not to do. I mean, what do you suggest to folks at this point? I mean, you have some names that you're watching and why are those names? Maybe some good investment ideas. Yeah, absolutely. I'll run through a through a few there. Um, first would be uh, Constellation Brands, which we think is a, a very solid pick in the in the consumer staple sector. You know, this is an area where in, investors have really been been flocking to the sector, given some defensive characteristics and lower volatility than the broad market. But we think a lot of times they're paying a very high price in terms of of valuations for low growth companies. And Constellation really stands out to us here because they have a superior growth profile and a cheaper valuation. About 75% of their revenue comes from their beer portfolio, and we think they're really well positioned there. Going forward, given consumer trends that point towards premium brands, um, and especially you know Mexican imports, and Constellation really dominates that industry or that category with their Corona, Modelo, and Pacifico brands. Uh, it's generating high single-digit revenue growth, uh, they do have pricing power and uh, superior margins compared to their their peers. So you know we look at uh, Constellation as as a stock that's traded a you know a, a valuation uh, premium as opposed to a discount in, in compared to the sector. Um, mm -hmm. Another would be Bristol Myers. You know we like a number of of companies in the in the large cap pharmaceutical sector. You know, and Bristol Myers is one of the cheapest within that group, trading at about nine times earnings next year's earnings estimates. Um, you know, they will have some some generic competition for some of their drugs over the next three to five years, but that's nothing new for the pharmaceutical industry. And we just don't think investors are are giving them enough credit for their pipeline. They have more than 20 drugs in the in the pipelines where we'll see indications and readouts over the next two two to three years. We think there's plenty of room for multiple expansion on any, any positive traction there. And in the meantime, companies growing their earnings, generating a, a double digit pre-cash flow yield and paying investors close to a 3% dividend yield. So we think it's you know a story where investors are well compensated to be patient and wait for the thesis to, to play out. Right, ultimately, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I mean, you also had on there um, Apollo and Lowe's. We had a guest on earlier today who thought you know, these go-to names of Lowe's and Sherwin-Williams and Home Depot that have done so well with the do-it-yourselfers and the pandemic, he was so out on Lowe's. Um, is that why you like it maybe? Because it's been beaten down some? Well, we're, we really like it because we're, we're very pleased with how the, uh, the CEO, Marvin Ellison, and his, his team have done, you know, we think they've done a phenomenal job with the turnaround plan that they put in place back in 2018. 
you know, the company's really improving their, their operations, they're increasing their profitability, upgrading their online infrastructure and, and using their, their labor force much more efficiently. And we've seen, you know, Lowe's have, has grown their operating margins by about 450 basis points over the last four years. Um, now they will have, you know, tough comparisons this year, just given how well they've performed over the last two years. And a 5% mortgage rate, you know, certainly goes a long way to cooling off the red hot housing market. But we like the fact that there's very little online competition. We think they'll continue to, to gain traction with the pro category. And we like the long-term trends in regards to rising household formation and, and the fact that you know, the average home in the U.S. is, is about 40 years old. So there's, there's going to be a lot for homeowners to do regardless of the, of the housing cycle. And to your point about being beat up, um, you know, with the stock trading at about 13 times forward earnings, we think it's an attractive entry point. Yeah, understood. And as you talk about Apollo and the big picture here, um, you know, I was saying earlier that someone here that I was talking to was just talking about the levels. You know, when you look at the S&P 500, he was watching, clearly watching 4,200 on the S&P, which would be really tough spot for folks but saw that as it gets lower, a buying opportunity. But if you broke below the 4,200, he, he would not be happy about that. Tell me more. Yeah, well, we are really, you know, we're long-term investors, so we're not, you know, extremely focused on the on the day-to-day -day technical levels. You know, I think we did see a little bit of a bounce off the, the 4,200 level, which is, you know, a bit encouraging and some outperformance today from, you know, technology and, and the small caps, which I think, you know, is maybe a, a good sign in, in the near term. But I would say, you know, we're certainly oversold here. Um, you know, positioning has gotten gotten very negative. Investor sentiment has gotten very negative, um, all, all of which we saw, you know, back in late February and, and early March before, you know, before the markets rallied. So, um, certainly could see some, some stabilization here, but I don't think we're at the point where, you know, from a valuation standpoint, you know, investors would be pounding the table and making the point that all of the negative news or, or potential negative outcomes are already in the price. Ah, okay, so maybe some still more downside. Daniel, so nice to chat with you. Daniel, I at Fort Pitt Capital Group. Thank you.